welcome to Call Me Goddess, the female empowerment podcast. I'm your host, Athena, and today we're going to talk about self-care. This is a topic that I've been excited to talk about. It means something different to everybody. And so I'm going to take that into consideration, but I want to encourage people to practice self-care and be mindful of making the time for yourself, ourselves, to nurture ourselves, to feed our souls, essentially. So I actually Googled what self-care means. It says that self-care is defined as the process of taking care of oneself with behaviors that promote health and active management of illness when it occurs. And I think that if we incorporate self-care into our everyday lives, then we can minimize illness. Because I, I do believe that we have this ability to manifest illness within our bodies by not managing our stress properly. I actually feel like that's what killed my mother because she was the type of person who would internalize everything and didn't feel comfortable speaking about things that affected her. And she died from metastatic breast cancer. She had it twice. And the second time she didn't win that fight. So that's something that I, I truly believe. I think that even within myself, like I have an autoimmune condition. And so, uh, I think I internalized a lot of stuff and it manifested into this autoimmune disease that, that I now have and am probably going to have to live with for the rest of my life. I've had it since I was 21 and I'm 35 now, I think. Am I 35 or am I 34? I don't even know. Isn't that sad? Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about more about self-care. It's something that I wasn't really introduced to until the pandemic happened, which was, uh, I think that I had to change something because at the rate that I was going, I was burning out really quickly. I was overwhelmed. I was really stressed. I was dealing with depression and anxiety. And my therapist recommended self-care to me. And she said that I should be practicing self-care once a week and to do something that brought me peace of mind. It didn't have to be something expensive. It didn't have to be something incredibly time consuming. It could could be something quick. It could be a walk. It could be meditating. It could be painting my nails. It could be, she just, she just really wanted me to take the time for myself in some way. So I started doing that. It really improved my, my value of life, my quality of life, I guess I should say because I had that to look forward to. And it really did bring the feeling of contentness into my life. I felt it feels good to prioritize yourself. And it's so easy as a women to put our own needs and wants on the back burner and to prioritize everybody else's, but that's detrimental to our mental health that's detrimental to our physical health and our emotional health and we have to remember to to put ourselves first 
so that we can then care for the people that we love. So that's why I think it's so important to have this conversation. And for me, one of the biggest things when, when it came to self-care was that I didn't really know what it was that I, that I needed. I didn't, but it's because I didn't really have a lot of time to myself. I didn't have the time to figure out who, it, who, who I was and what made me happy and what brought me that peace of mind. So it was a journey. A lot of it is self-discovery, figuring out what it is that makes you tick and what it is that makes you feel rejuvenated and refreshed. And for some people, that's like a spa treatment. For some, it's going to brunch with your best friend. And that's probably one of my favorite things is being able to hang out with someone that you connect with like on a deeper level. There's no bias. There's no judgment. It's just somebody that you feel comfortable being open with. And the best feeling is when you leave that gathering or that lunch or that get together feeling energized and empowered and your heart feels full. That's such a beautiful feeling. And I, that's the feeling that self-care imitates that, that, that fullness, the peace of mind, the clarity, and it, doing the small practice once a week was life-changing for me because I was, I needed somebody else to tell me it was okay to prioritize myself. And when my therapist told me that it was like a prescription, like I went to my husband and I was like, Hey, so this is my therapist said, so I'm going to start doing it because she recommended it. And I didn't have to do that. I could have just done it. I could have just made the choice. I'm an adult. I can make the choice to do things for myself. But when you're in a relationship and you're have family, you feel bad. You feel guilty for taking time for yourself. So he's really supportive and encourages me to do those things that bring me joy. So right now, one of the things that makes me feel happy is doing yoga. Um, it's something that I had done in the past. I used to do yoga, but it was like P90X yoga. So it was super intense and yoga isn't like that. Yoga can be many different things. It's a practice, but it's different for everyone. And there's different forms of yoga. And um, so that's something that I really enjoy doing. Meditating is something that's really difficult but for me, but it's another thing that I like to do. I do guided meditation because it helps. it helps to have someone saying, close your eyes, take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out. It helps me to have the guidance instead of relying on myself to focus on not letting the thoughts burrow into my brain and just letting them pass by as they come. That's something else that I had to learn from over time, but meditating is a really, really good form of I feel like it's like self-therapy and I encourage anyone who hasn't or has tried it and hasn't had success to try guided meditation. Even if it's just five minutes of guided meditation, you can find it for free on YouTube. There's apps that are free that you can use whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious. I make time for myself 
and a lot of people call it me time. I call it self-care because I feel like that honors the uniqueness of my individual self. And oh, something that I discovered in researching this topic was, and this is really interesting to me, so I'm going to share it with you guys, but self-care actually dates back to Socrates. So he's the first person who's credited with finding self-care in ancient Greece. Uh, and it's even today, it's the primary form of healthcare worldwide. But it was coined in the 50s by the medical, not industry, the medical field. So that's when it became more, more contemporary. And then in the 60s, there was actually a movement called the Black Panther. I guess it's not a move. Well, it was a movement, but it's a cause. It's an organization called the Black Panther Party. And the Black Panther Party was founded in California by two students, Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale. They attended the same college and they created this concept or ideology or system, call it what you like, of Black nationalism, Black socialism, and self-defense specifically against police brutality. Um, I wish I had more time to devote to that because I think it's incredibly fascinating and inspirational. And they did so many beautiful things for their community, protecting their own and even supporting each other. And it's something that we can all learn from by researching and learning about this group. And so I encourage you to dig into that. If you have a little bit of time, just ver verse yourself on what they did and their efforts. And uh, it's something we don't learn in school. So we have to take it upon ourselves to educate ourselves. But they're the reason that it became more mainstream. So it went from Socrates to the medical field using it and then it blew up when the black panther party started utilizing it and so yeah i just thought that was a really cool little piece of history but back to self-care so discovering what self-care is for you is the challenging part you have to know what makes you tick you have to know yourself well that's actually i didn't know who i was until i was in my late 20s. I started dating my husband when I was 20. And before that, I had, you know, you're 20 years old, you think you know everything, you think you know who you are, you don't know shit. <laughs> when you're 20 years old, I mean, there's, you know, you know a lot, but there's still so much that you have to learn and, and you don't realize it at that point in your life. But I had absolutely no idea who I was up until I was about 28. And my husband and I had moved to the East Coast and we were living in New Jersey at the time. And he was an over the road truck driver. So he would be gone from, he would be gone from Saturday 
Saturday. I'm sorry. Well, he would be gone most of the week. The only time that we would really get to be together was Saturday and then maybe part of Sunday if we were lucky. So I had a lot of time alone is my point. And I had a I had two rescue dogs that we had brought with us from California, Shy, R.I.P., and Bear, R.I.P. And it's funny, I actually named Teddy after, like, in, in a way to honor Bear, I named Teddy after after Bear because Bear was, like, the most amazing. He's a black lab. He was so sweet. And he had been, like, abused. They both had. Shy had been, too. But Bear was just, like, he was, like, a person in a dog's body. That's what it felt like. I felt like he knew. He understood me. We were like kindred spirits and he was just so loving and shy was very, very sweet and loving, but she was more, um, her, her name was shy for a reason because she was so timid and scared. And it took her like three months to be able to trust us. When we first got her, she'd run away from us and stuff. And she had just been really badly abused and, and stuff. So I digress. But anyways, I named Teddy after Bear. He was born three days after Bear died. And I was like, I feel like this dog is a reincarnation of Bear. And he has so many similarities to Bear, his demeanor, um, the way that he looks even. And so I had these, I had these two dogs and it was just me. And I was, I started to drink because I was lonely. I was bored. I wasn't going to go out on my on my husband. We had just gotten married, but like, I wasn't going to go out on him. I just felt alone. I felt so alone because I didn't have, I had never had the time to figure out who I was. And all of a sudden I had all this time to just sit with my own thoughts and with my own, with my demons and things I hadn't faced because I had been distracted by my relationship. So I started to drink a lot. I actually started (laughs) drinking to the point where I would black out. It's funny now because I I'm not a drinker and I never really was. And I was doing it just to fill time and, and space. And so I started drinking to the point of blacking out and I realized that it was like, I was spiraling very quickly. And so I started, uh, trying to figure out who I was because I didn't really, I knew that I didn't know who I was. And a lot of, I had to spend a lot of time and I had, I had it because I didn't have kids at the time, but I had to spend a lot of time sober and, and trying to not distract myself with things that were not going to serve me. So not drinking and other another thing that I have always really done, and it, it's a learned behavior, is eating my feelings. Like when I was growing up, my mom and father, my mom and dad had gotten divorced. And um, my mom, it's like a really long story, but my, my mom would basically, when I would spend time with her after they, after my dad got custody of me, we would just go and we would like eat. That's what we did. That's how we spent our time. We would eat, we would go to the movies. She would teach me how to drive at Santee Lakes in California. And we would eat some more. It was just lots of eating our feelings. 
And so I had to stop doing that. And I started exercising. I started reading. I started taking, spending more time on the dogs, like taking them for walks and, and working on training them and just stuff that it's all the things that I had wanted to do, but I never, I always found a reason to do something else. And I knew that I had to face whatever, whatever was inside of me that was making me feel lost and alone. Because I believe in being self-sufficient in, in all of the ways, like not having to, I don't know. I don't want to be in a codependent relationship. And that's the, the relationship that I was in was very codependent. And all of a sudden he was gone and I was left with myself and I didn't even know who I was. So figuring out what self care is for you is a singular task. It's something that each of us has to do individually, but I encourage you to do it. It's very liberating. It's very freeing. It, it makes your, it, it makes your world a little bit brighter because it's something that you have to look forward to. And it's something you deserve. We all deserve to give ourselves a love that we give to everyone else. And you can't really give hundred percent of yourself if it's not there. So I encourage everyone to just to, to try to, to take five, 10 minutes. If it's, if it's hard because you have a lot going on, take some time for yourself and take yourself out to lunch, go buy some Starbucks. If you're into that, I am. And, uh, you know, take your, take your dog for a walk, take yourself for a walk, like meditate for five minutes. If it's like getting a bath, like taking a bath, because you never get time to take a bath, take a bath. It's not going to take you very long, but you're going to feel a lot better afterwards. You're going to feel rejuvenated and more awake and ready to take on the day. So I just really want to encourage anyone listening to take some time and uh, feed your soul. Make your heart a little happier. Give yourself some contentness. I'm excited to hear what anyone else's self-care might look like. And um, I'll share mine on the IG page. Oh, I have some really exciting news. So the other day I got an email from the Women's March and they're having a convention in Houston, Texas on the 12th through the 14th of August. I don't know if I already said August, but yeah, the 12th through the 14th of August. And they are paying for me to come out there and like stay in a hotel and go to the convention and they're comping all that so that I can be there. It's a scholarship. And I'm just so honored and excited to meet like-minded people and, and hear about all of the brave efforts of everyone and to see what's to come. We're in the middle of the summer of rage because of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Uh, I'm excited to share with you guys everything that I hear or everything that I experience during the convention in that weekend and what's to come, what the continued efforts are going to be. So I will share that with you. Go follow the, go follow me on IG. It's call me goddess pod. And I think I had said I was going to do a giveaway. So that's coming up soon. I promise. 
And yeah, I hope that this helps somebody, encourages you to take a little bit of time for yourself, even if you have to lock yourself in the bathroom and put earplugs in your ears so that you can have some peace and quiet for five minutes. You deserve it. You deserve that and so much more. I support you. I love you. Take care of yourself. You got to prioritize yourself because no one else is going to. And until next time, take care. Love you. Have an awesome weekend. It's Friday here while I'm recording. And yeah, Teddy's knocked out. But I'll say goodbye from both of us. Bye.